we got a great guy here following me this morning. This is Robin, Robin Downey, and he's fairly new to our church. He and his wife, Joe is down here someplace. Why don't you just stand up, Joe, so we can see who you are and where you are. But Robin came all the way, and I can't pronounce the place, so that's the reason I wanted him to come out here this morning. Where is it you live outside of town? Jimagui. Who what? Jimagui. <laughs> Jimagui. How far away is that? Approximately. 35, 35 minutes. How long did it take you this morning? Uh, a little more than an hour and a half. Shake your hand. <laughs> You're to be commended. And uh, thank you. And so I say, if he can do it, anybody can do it, right? And so you're to be commended. Great to see you all this morning, what we see of you. And, uh, and uh, we'll see all of you who are here, that's for sure. And I guess maybe what I should do is welcome the people who are going to be watching this online, either this week or next. But uh, I'm hoping and praying that many will because of what I see in regard to the importance of this message this morning. I, I don't know that I've ever preached a message in my life that I felt was any more important than what I want to share with you here today. How many believe in having fun? All right, that's most of you. But how many of you believe in being miserable? I was sure as the world going to think somebody would say, I love being miserable because I've met some people like that. Well, I don't think there's a better place to have fun than in the church of Jesus Christ. And all the things that are going on here, and you'll want to be sure to take a look at this, and you'll get one of these as you leave this morning, uh, talking about the many wonderful ways that you can be having fun. And the wonderful part of having fun in the church, you can remember after you've had the fun, the fun you've had. Some people can't remember the next day what kind of fun they had. I don't know whether you're slow on the uptake or whether you're getting that or not, but uh, anyway, it's wonderful to be able to have memories of good times as well. You know, there are many people in the world who are, to a greater or lesser degree, are depressed. And the reason for the most depression is the fact that people are feeling so alone and disconnected. They don't have the right kinds of connection. And that could go a long ways in eliminating a lot of the depressed feelings that, that people have. Now, I know it's different strokes for different folks. And you've got people who have different temperaments. Uh, some people who like one thing don't like something else and vice versa. And you've got people who are at different points in their spiritual journey. Maybe some of the things that were appealing to them at one point in their journey is not so appealing now, and some other things are far more appealing than they were at the beginning. And so we, we need to be understanding of each other because I've heard some people, you know, being very critical of uh, certain things that are done, that they, I don't need that, you know. Well, maybe you don't, but there may be some other people that really do need that, and that would be the thing that would help them most to be connected. So we just can't see it through our own eyes all the time. We got to see it through uh, the way other people might be seeing it as well. But we all, now let me emphasize this, we all need connection, all of us. And if we don't think we do, we're missing the boat. There's something wrong in our thinking because the Bible comes on so strong 
about the importance of connection that we'll be getting into here in a little bit. We all need connection for two main reasons, really. Not only for social reasons, and I think sometimes the church has been lax in having social opportunities, like we heard Danielle talk about so beautifully this morning and see how that helped in, in further connection. But we need it physically, we need it emotionally, we need it mentally, but we, uh, we desperately need it spiritually for spiritual growth and stability so that we can be stable, strong, dependable children of God. Now, let me say, there is no place in the family of God for Lone Rangers. By the way, talking about Lone Rangers, I shouldn't even take the time to say this. I saw a part of a movie about Lone Ranger last night. I haven't seen anything, haven't heard about Lone Ranger since for 70 years. Uh, I used to listen to it on the radio when I was a kid. But anyway, there's no place because the Bible 58 times emphasizes, now think of that, 58 times emphasizes one another. There are 58 one another's that we need one another. Why would it be emphasizing so much? It's because it is exactly what we need. You see, God made us. So don't you think the fact that he made us, he would most understand more than anybody else, any, any other person, the greatest psychologist in the world, the greatest psychologist in the world, what we need? And the manual here is this book. And this book clearly points out what we need. We read in Hebrews chapter 10 in verse 25, not giving up meeting together. Can't give that up. We must in, get involved in meeting together. As he goes on to say, some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. <laughs> if you're never with people, how can you be an encouragement to them? And how can they be an encouragement to you? So this is important if we're going to get the kind of encouragement. And let me say this. Everybody needs encouragement. Everybody. I don't care who you think you are. Everybody needs encouragement. And everybody needs to be an encourager. And so when we get connected, that's how that can all happen. So as we think of all of this, why, are the, why is it then that we need this connection. What are the reasons? Well, God speaks to us truly in a variety of ways. There's no question about that, how he speaks to us in so many uh, different ways. And he speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through, through other people. He speaks to us through the teaching that we get. He speaks to us through prayer. But he speaks to us through each other. God speaks to us from what the connections that we have from other people. That is one great way for God to lead us and God to teach us and God to minister to our needs. And here's the other thing to think about as to why this is important. You may think, and if you're thinking this, you've you're, you got stinking thinking. There's no question about that. But it may be that you've justified and rationalized and believed, I don't need all this connection that they're talking about. I've gotten along pretty well on my own so far. But let me tell you this, each one of us need to be an example. The Bible makes that so clear, how that we need to be an example to others. And here is what 
is happening far more than probably any of us realize. And that is people are following our example. They're watching to see how we function, how we act, how we live, what connections we have, and that is how they decide what they think is the right thing to do. Now, some people, when they're, they're newer, you are kind of their Bible, people who are new Christians. And so we've got to be leading them in the right way. Now, I'm going to say this very slowly so that because it's a little bit uh, difficult to get a hold of if I say it too fast. The influence that we have, that we think we're having, oftentimes is not nearly as great as the influence that we don't even know that we're having. Now you think about that. And so there's a lot of influence, either positive or negative, that all of us could be having that we don't have one clue that we're having that kind of an influence because people are watching us far more carefully than we realize they're watching us. I have people saying to me all the time, oh, I mean, I mean, it seems like every day, something I said to them 30 years ago or 25 years ago or, uh, that I had no idea or something I said, I had no idea that it had that kind of an impact. And then this, kind, this connection, not forgetting the meeting of ourselves together, getting together as people get together is important for our spiritual growth. It is critical to our spiritual growth. Now, let me say something that you don't need for me to say, but just to point it out here. Life is difficult. At best, it's difficult in, in, at different junctions or junctures of life. It is difficult. And so, we need strength in order to face those difficulties that we all have to face. We'll never be strong enough to face those difficulties until we build relationships and connections in the body of Christ. That is what is going to help us better deal with the challenges and difficulties of life, whether we realize it or not. The Bible says it's not good for man to be alone. And I know that we think that's referring to man and men and women or a man needs a wife or whatever and vice versa. But it has to do with the whole journey of life. We all need that kind of connection. First of all, it is important because we were created for connection. That's what we were created for, connection with God. That's one of the reasons that God created us, to have connection with him and connection with each other. And, of course, we have the example of Adam and Eve. Do you know what the worst form of punishment they tell us is for, for anybody that's being punished in prison? Solitary confinement. Having to be all alone. Listen, that is absolutely unnecessary in the body of Jesus Christ. We can all connect with others, and there's all kinds of opportunities. And this little booklet is, going to, is full of all kinds of opportunities that will show us how that we can have that kind of connection. And so we need each other. That's why this connection is so important. Why? Because connection gives balance. Really, if we were just judging everything in life 
all by ourselves, without the influence of other people, we would be so subjective in our thinking. We would be so imbalanced in our thinking. Nothing worse for me than driving a car that is out of balance. It throws a whole car off. And it will throw our whole life off when we do not have the balance that we can gain from the connection with each other and the input of each other to help us in the journey. Then connection, of course, gives us strength. We can have we can handle much, much more when we're not having to handle whatever we have to handle alone and by ourselves. So, let's remember this. Church is not an event that you attend, but it is a group to which you get connected. And when we get connected with each other, then we'll find strength and we'll feel more a part of things and we'll accelerate our spiritual development and growth and better able to be better able to deal with the difficulties and the pressures and the challenges of life. You know, it's interesting, isn't it, how that people are more connected in many ways now than ever before with little uh, cell phones and all the other means of connection. I mean, it is so funny to me to go into a restaurant and to see some people hanging out together, and they're both on phones talking to somebody or uh, texting somebody who's not in front of them. And so here, here's what this amounts to. There's a, many ways that we're more connected than ever before, but far less connected than ever before. Because we're not really interacting within, with each other in a way that is meaningful and of the way that can be helpful to us and help us in our spiritual development and growth. And so we need to see why that the church is the only connection that is really going to last forever. You see, Everything else here is going to deteriorate in time. This church will be, no, this building will be no more someday. The businesses that are so thriving and so alive and so productive and so successful will be no more. And the world will be no more. But the church will live on forever. And we can be a part of that family that is going to live on forever and ever and ever and ever. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23 this is a message paraphrase. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral, peripheral, not peripheral, I'm not saying that right, peripheral, to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts, by which he fills everything with his presence. So it is our connection to the church that is going to give us his presence in our lives and his power in our lives that can enable us to be able to be what he wants us to be, be what we want to be, and be able to have the strength that we all need. We read in Romans chapter 12 and verse 5 these words. In the same way, even though we are many individuals, Christ makes us one body and individuals who are connected to each other. Does any wonder 
that there's a big sign outside this church that says connected. Is there any wonder that we're not seeing these big banners out here in the audience? How appropriate in the atrium to see these banners saying connected because the Bible talks about connection over and over and uses illustrations to drive the point home of how critical and important that connection really is. There are four illustrations in the Bible of what that connection looks like. First of all, it, there's the illustration of the brick in the building. There's the illustration of a body part being a part of the body. There's the illustration of being a family member. There's the illustration of the branch connected with the tree. And I, I just want to uh, think a little bit with you this morning of this one connection, the brick in the building. When I become a member of his family, God connects me with his eternal temple. Because we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16, don't you realize that all of you together, there's that together thing again, are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you. How is it that that happens, that the Spirit of God lives in you and that Spirit of God is alive in you because you're connected together, you're together and as a part of the temple of God. Then Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 21, in him the whole building joined together. The what joined together? The building joined together and rises to become a holy temple of the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 22, in whom you also are being, are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Now, there's only one word there that's repeated three times. You all have got it. It's that word, together, connected. And so it just seems that the Bible is making such a big deal about this. There must be good reasons for it to make a difference in our lives. You know, as you think of uh, building a building, uh, there's, thing, there's three or four things about that that might be good for us to uh, just think through a little bit. Uh, first of all, we all know, same as this building here or any building, a home or whatever, has many, many parts. And that is true when it comes to the building of the body, the, the temple of God. It has many, many different parts. And those parts need to fit together in a very precise way, in order for that building to be strong and that building to function and that building to be what it was meant to be. And so we need all of these parts out here coming together and fitting together to make for a strong temple of God, a strong army of the Lord. Now here is one to really think about. You know, we remodeled our, our bathroom here a few years ago. And before that got finished, there were, there's tile and lumber all over the place. And, and those parts were there, but because they had not been put together where they needed to be, they were totally useless just sitting there in the house. 
Are we connecting? And unless we become connected, what are we? <laughs> Don't you love me? How do you like me now? Calling you useless. <laughs> but unless we are connected, then we cannot have the impact. I mean, can you imagine? Here's a house that they've, they've built a set of stairs, and the stairs is lying in the lower floor. What good is it? Separated and not in its place. And there may be some, some wonderful stairs here, spiritually speaking, lying around, and you, it's not helping the body or helping the building because it's not connected. And so this is a major part. These parts must fit. They're useless unless they get connected. And the, now here's another thing. The part can be inside the building, but not a part of the building. And people can be coming and going inside and be inside this place, but not be a real part of the place. You know how I tell when people are apart? As I'm, I walk in the mall in the wintertime, try to do that 40 minutes every day or so, and I meet a lot of our people, or a lot of people who have been here, and they're here from time to time, and so on. And they'll, they'll say to me, I love your church. I know. They're not a part. But then when I hear them say, I love our church, I know that something has happened, that they have become connected because they feel they are a part of the place and they're inside the house, but they're connected in the way that God intended for them to be connected. Look in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. This is the church of the living God. Now listen to, these, listen to this, which is the pillar and foundation of truth. The pillar and the foundation of truth. What does a pillar do? A pillar holds a building up. And as we are pillars in the body of Christ, what are we doing? We're holding each other up. We're helping each other in the journey. We all need help. It may be that you are so feeling your need of help, you don't even think about somebody else may need even more help than what you need. But we all need to be helping each other. And so as we connect in this church of the living God, which is a pillar and then the foundation, and as we become a part of the body, and we become a brick in the body and a part of the foundation in the body, we're holding it all up with strength and the way that it needs to be held. So what is the benefit of connection? The benefits are these. Support and stability. And we need all to be stabilized in our journey and that comes about as we support one another and connect with one another. So it's the difference between believing and belonging. Because when a person commits to Christ and asks Christ to come into their life to make them his child, and they're born again at that point and made a child of God, then they are, they, they have, they're committed to Christ. But that is not the last step. Another step needs to be taken 
in which they are committed to the church by committing to other believers. And thus, they are committed and become members of the church of Jesus Christ, and that helps them to feel like I truly belong, and they will get all the benefits that come from that kind of, of, of connection. They become a real part of the church by connecting to other believers. So why would God use a building, the building of a building, the bricks in a building, to choose that to illustrate the importance of being connected? Well, the building is built properly. Not some of the parts are connected. Not it isn't a situation where there's some parts just lying around, useless. All, all of the parts, I mean every one of the parts, get connected. And that is the admonition for us this morning from the Word of God, that all the parts of the body find a place to get connected with each other and connected with the body of Christ. We won't have what we need unless we get connected. I see people, and, and I, this is okay in one way, but I need to qualify what I'm about to say. But I, I see people just zoom in at the last minute here and zoom out just as fast as they can get in, fast as they can get out without connecting with anybody. Zip, 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 you know. And where are some other people? I looked out of the office window this morning. I saw people come in here, coming in here at quarter past eight. Now, I'm not saying that's what everybody should do. But I do know there's a bunch of people who recognize the importance of connection. They'll come in here and hang out an hour before, and they'll hang out for a half hour afterwards or maybe even an hour uh, in order to have that connection. Now, that is not the only place to get connected, and maybe it's not even the best place to get connected because really the best place to get connected with others is in small groups. I met with a man today, not today, this, I think it was on Friday, Friday morning, who's, who is very connected in this church, Darren Murray. And he is the head of Samaritan's Purps for Atlantic Region here. He used to be the manager of different hotels here in the city. He took one hotel from being having the worst customer service on that whole chain to ending up with the best customer service in that chain. And we were discussing together a ministry in this church. His enthusiasm, his fire, his vision, his ownership, his commitment to that ministry, just, I don't know when I've ever talked to anybody that fired me up so because he bought into what it was that he was going to be involved in. But then he went on to tell me something. It would be better for him to be telling this this morning because he could tell it almost as good as what Danielle uh, told, shared her story. But he told about a small group that he goes to and how in that small group he gets nourished and he gets fed and he gets uplifted and he gets encouraged and it just helps him in his journey. And that feeding that he gets there and that connection he gets there is the place where he gets the greatest amount of feeding. I kind of was disappointed to hear him say, no, I thought it would be about hearing me preach, you know, but that's not what he said to me. It was getting in this small group where he was so ministered to by his brothers 
and in Christ. And, and so I'm saying to us, if we really want stability, support, strength, get connected. I'm so caught up in all that I'm saying, I forgot what I'm supposed to do. You know one thing maybe I should do before we go. There may be people here, and I expect there could be a few, that you're not even at this point in the journey connected with Christ. And it may be that if you had the opportunity hearing how connection can be such a valuable thing, that you would like to have that connection in becoming a child of God. And then you go on from there to get connected with the body of Christ. So let's just bow our heads together. Father, we're thankful today that you've given us such clear, powerful direction in your word. And that we have this tremendous opportunity in this place in so many different ways to get connected with others and get connected with things that can bring us fulfillment and satisfaction and strength. Whether it be the fun times together, whether it be the Bible studies together, whatever it may be, we're just so thankful for those opportunities. But now, Lord, we think of some that may, maybe don't hardly know what that's all about, and they've not even had the opportunity of getting connected with you and becoming your child. And maybe today they would like to receive you as Savior. And Lord, I just pray that you would help them right now to just pray and pray this prayer. And in so doing, believe that you have done what you said you would do. If we ask you to come into our heart, we open up the door of our heart, you would come in and forgive us and make us your child. So Lord, for that person who needs you today, I pray for them and pray that they will pray this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, please forgive me of everything that I've done that has kept me from you. Things that have been unlike you. Things that have been sinful. And Lord, I pray that you would forgive me. And I pray that you would come into my life. Transform me. Make me your child that I might be connected with you and then get connected with other people who are part of the temple of God and become a brick in that temple for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let me tell you something. If you prayed that prayer, and if God is who he says he is, and his promises are what we believe they are, you if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you can go out of here knowing beyond a shadow of any doubt you are now a child of the living God. And now as you get connected with others in all the different ways that are to be connected, you will find the most gratifying, enjoyable, thrilling experience that could ever be imagined is 
getting that kind of connection and being able to go forward and continue to grow.